A Samoan climate champion is calling on Pacific leaders to make climate funding more accessible for local communities. Waikato University graduate Nick Moyono is passionate about energy efficiency and climate action. Nick works with the Samoa Electric Power Corporation, but his consultancy also helps guide local tourism businesses cut expenditure on energy and move towards renewable sources to help tackle the climate crisis. Nick is also the Global Energy Ambassador for Climate Linkup. He does climate podcasts and he's on the Board of Trustees for the Commonwealth of Human Ecologies Council and a curator for the Global Shapers RPR. He joins me now. Talofalava, Nick, you sound like a very busy young man in the climate change space. Tell us more about what drives you. I guess looking at the Pacific, we already know that climate change is a really big issue. And you don't actually really know how impactful it is when you're living so far away. So being here in the Pacific and being in Samoa, you know, the impacts of climate change are just catalyzed um, over, over the years. And, you know, we have science science evidence to back back this claim. Um, and I guess looking forward, we don't know if, if we will still be a country in the next 50 years. We don't know if we will still be alive. Um, there's another, there's a number of Pacific islands that will become climate refugees in the, in the, in the, in the future. And so that's kind of, I guess, the fear that I, that I have in wanting to drive climate action and also help understand that there are various ways so that we can mitigate and adapt to the impact of climate change. Um, one of the ways is obviously becoming 100% renewable, and that's something that is voiced very well by all countries. But also recently we've started to see a trend in you know, becoming a low carbon future and some buzzwords such as net zero. Um, and so that's really focusing on individuals wanting to help realize and know, I guess, gain an understanding of, of how they can contribute in reducing their energy consumption and indirectly reduce their greenhouse gas emissions. And all of these collective works together, they all contribute in um, the overall end goal of saving the Pacific. Um, there's, a, there's a number of... Uh, Pacific climate groups in New Zealand um, that are currently in Fiji and promoting, um, I guess, the impacts of climate change and um, and uh, like wanting to implement new policies and new frameworks so that it makes it easier for us to transition to um, to become more, more uh, renewable and have all these things in place so that we can have a future for us in the future, a future for us long-term. Um, so I guess those are one of the, the major things that is driving me into wanting to work in this space um, and share the knowledge because in the next 20 years, we will still be here. Uh, we will still be advocating for, for climate change. Uh, we'll still be here um, in the future, trying to push and drive uh, the promises that have been made today. Um, and so I'm a big advocate for young leaders wanting to look for a future in uh, or look for a career path in anything to do with climate change, especially renewable energy um, in the Pacific. And so those are kind of, I guess, some of the goals of, of why I'm doing this. Mm, thank you. Bye,
And what about your own journey? Did, did you always want to be an engineer? And were you always this active in the climate change space? Well, there was actually, um, I had no idea about uh, renewable energy engineering. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do early on. All I knew is that I was very good at science and I was very, also quite passionate in the environments. You know, I love the outdoors. I love fighting. I, I love doing various activities outdoors. Um, and so being in Samoa, it, it kind of became a little bit difficult to find a career pathway in that. And um, I guess there was no one that I could look up to or find advice into pathways leading into whatever that career goal is. Um, and I guess over time, I realized that uh, there was a big need for Samoa to become 100% renewable. And that started back in, I remember, in 2015. Um, sorry, 2013, 14, when I was just coming to the completion of my National University of Samoa Studies. Um, and so I seek advice from the utility where I'm currently working at, at the Metric Power Corporation. And one of the major advices that I got from the CEO back then was that they need renewable energy engineers to implement and drive you know, these goals forward. Uh, and so that was essentially a starting point for me to look into a career for that. Um, and as my research developed, I saw that it aligned with what I wanted to do. You know, I was good at science and I also had a good, a big passion for the environment and, and the outdoors kind of stuff. And, um, and it aligned perfectly with all of that. But as I researched further and went to uni and realized that, you know, this is actually a bigger issue than what it currently is. You know, there's climate change is a big umbrella of various different pillars where you have all these different professions working continuously and in parallel towards one goal. So we don't actually, um, so I guess at the end of it, looking back, I think I made the right choice. And I think I'm in a position where I can advocate future students who are in NUS or in high school to who are looking for a career in um, energy, renewable energy, or even in climate, because I know that there, there are a few professions, not just in STEM, but in law, you have environmental lawyers, um, and then you have policymakers who are focused on climate change policy. Um, and so you have all these various professions that are branching under climate change. Um, and so I guess I can provide some sort of support for uh, students here in the Pacific, especially in Samoa, um, and share a little bit about my my journey and how I became where I am right now. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Um, now, I kind of answered my other questions. So I'm going to move on to now on the climate change front with Pacific leaders. If they would hear this interview, what would you say to them? If there's one message for me to for me to say for them to hear is that we need to have better access to climate finances so that we can uh, implement our projects so that we can deliver on our climate goals. So we're not just particularly focusing on just the utilities, not just focusing on becoming 100% renewable, but we need to have 
finances, we need to have research, we need to focus our efforts on the demand side, we need to focus our efforts on, you know, a low carbon future, we don't know what that is yet. And that's why I'm advocating so much because we are so focused on one side of the coin that, the, that in order to, to you know, have this uh, image of becoming 100% renewable, we also have to look at becoming net zero. 